Amen. And just like time to say, isn't it so true? Isn't it, isn't it easy for, for others, especially, to point out what's wrong with you? But you know what? If we're truthful about it, we can look in the mirror and beat ourselves up pretty good. Amen? I mean, I can wear myself out if I'm not careful. But you know what? I hope today that as we study the Word of God and we speak to these issues, that we see what's right with us through the Lord of uh, Jesus Christ, looking through the lens of the Bible, looking through, you know, what God says. But like I said, so many times we can beat ourselves up. You know, I get a lot of phone calls, talk to a lot of people and different things, and I think sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. And if not, you can use to find two or three so-called friends that jump in and help you, amen? <laughs> so, you know, I, it's no wonder why people are so depressed sometimes, right? I mean, just the way that the world on and stuff. There's so many self-help books. You have to go in a place and look around. You can find all them. And then you find something on Christianity. You'll probably fit right in between here. But you know what? God gives us the remedy. Amen. He's got the, the blueprint for our life. The, the manual for living. And so what we want to do is take a look at that. But I tell you what really. You know, I always pray about what we're going to do each week. Because I want it to be the timely message for now. You know? Um, and I tell you, it's amazing sometimes. I know we all. Anybody ever have a bad week at work? You know, a bad day at work, you know, or, or, or just, you know, whatever. And, and I tell you, really, different things that I would hear through the week last week just really uh, set me in motion for this, this message. And I'm going, wow, man, we are brutal. We can be brutal on folks. I mean, no, kids can be brutal. You see a lot of stuff on the bullying, right? You see it in the football stuff. Now you just see all these things. Man, what, what you know, what, what do people say? Where's the love, right? Where's the love? Show me some love. So what I hope today is that you see the love of Christ through this message. And I, I tell you, have you ever noticed how we can kind of hold up scorecards on people? You really, we do sometimes, though, but let's be honest. Well, man, I don't understand why they're doing that. I wouldn't have done it that way. They should have done it this way. We start trying to fit them into our mold, right? We really do. But then sometimes, and I tell you, in leadership roles, too, it's kind of amazing because, you know, uh, you think, man, my boss ought to be doing this, or my boss ought to be doing that. And then when you get promoted and you're the boss, you go, oh, no wonder. See, sometimes you got a little bit more behind the scenes than other people, right? You see a little bit bigger picture. Well, you know what? I believe the Lord's going to give us a big picture for some big picture living today. And I, I know I was thinking about this sometimes. I really think we hold up scorecards like this with sin. Though. You know, this guy stole a pen, but this guy robbed a bank. And we got this in our minds like this, right? But God says he's so perfect. Sin is sin. And, and so it's, it's, it's not good regardless. And you want to see how bad sin is at any level, you just go to the cross and see what happened to Jesus, right? Because he took our sin so that we can take his righteousness. And we're going to be talking about that. I was thinking about my dad this week. And, and he used to say, boy, your mouth can ruin you. It's funny how that just continues to ring in my mind. I think he said it more than once or twice. He said, boy, your mouth can ruin you. If you don't have anything good to add to it, zip it. And he told me that when I was little. And he told me that when I was a little bit older. And he told me that when I was grown. And I was like, I got it, I thought. But you know, sometimes if we would just think about that before we speak, we ask Holy Spirit, man, you know, I said, Lord, run it through the filter before I speak. Holy Spirit, run it through the filter of your word before I say something. Because you know what? The truth is we just, we just react sometimes like that. But you know what? As we spend more time with God, spend more time in the Word, and we realize how much we've been forgiven, come on now. Amen. I think we get a little slow to respond on some of those areas, won't we? Or maybe we share a little bit more grace than, you know, the, uh, I want to take you out right here type thing. But I know this. God is a God of love. And, I, and, and so, you know what? I want to make sure everybody listening close, right? Okay, good. That's why I'm going to do this. We're going to do a little fill-in-the-blank test here. 
Just like, see, I'm married to a teacher. We do these things, right? All right, fill in the blank. Y'all ready? Everybody goes, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, come on. We're going to have a good time with this. So a person is made right with God through what? And these are some things. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You, you walk with the Lord and talk to enough people, you will find that a lot of people give you these answers, right? Here we go. Being good. Yeah, man, I'm right with God because I'm a good guy. I'm just Mr. Wonderful, right, huh? <laughs> Boy, did you hear the pin drop? Yeah. Oh, okay, come on. All right, oh, what about this? Paying your taxes. Well, I pay my taxes. Okay, okay. Oh, what about this? Feeding the poor, helping out. I did street ministry for a while, and I really enjoyed that, and I think that's great. But I'm going to tell you some of the stuff. I'm going to give you the behind the scenes what I've seen a lot of times. We would get down there when it's cold. We pray for people. And really, it wasn't so much the, the, the natural food that they needed. They needed the spiritual food. But I would see people, and I, I'm not trying to judge your heart with this. I see people just grab something and go, hey, here you go. Boom. You know, here's the egg McMuffin. I'm gone. I'm done. Check the box. You know? So, so what I want you to see is a lot of times we do things with the wrong motive, and it's just, it's just not good. Right? Let's look at this here. Now, what about this? Suffering. Suffering for Jesus. You know? Man, some people think they want to add to what the cross is. Oh, Lord, I know, but I want to add to it, right? No, no, no. And here's one that I think all of us scratch our head on. Christian conduct. Now, remember when we said a person is made right with God through what? None of those things. But let's take a look at this. Romans 3.10 says, It is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. So all of us are in the same boat, amen? But you know what? Let's take a look at this. Isaiah 64, 6, I got a lot of stuff you guys can write down for later, right? It says, we are all infected and impure with sin. When display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. I want you guys to listen real close today what I'm talking about. We do not agree with sin. We are not telling you... Uh, you know, everything, you can do whatever you want. I want you guys to hear that coming in here. Because what I want you to do today, I want you to see what's right with you when you have a personal relationship with the Lord. Because He's done it all. And we're going to start by comparing a few things uh, through the book of Hebrews and doing a little bit of reading. But all these things, a lot of times people want to think it's their own goodness. But the Bible says it's your filthy rags. If I could do something good enough to get to heaven, guess what? Jesus didn't have to come. But we know, thank the Lord that He did because we all need Him. Amen? So that shows us all our need for a Savior. And it shows us that we can't do it on our own. So guess what? That starts getting our heart in the right proximity to start receiving what Jesus has done for us. Amen? So just a little fill in the blank. Everybody doing good, right? Well, let's see. You know, and I do want to add this here. Even though all those things may be a result of your salvation, that's not how you get salvation. It's through Jesus Christ. Y'all hear what I'm saying there? I want to make sure that you understand what it's all about. Very good. Well, let's see what God's got to say about it. If you've got your Bibles with you, we're, I've got it on the wall here. But if you've got your Bibles with you, I want to encourage you to open it up to Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to get Tim to follow along with me. I want to read a little of this. Then we're going to kind of unpack it. Does that sound okay? Here we go. It says, Christ sacrificed once for all. Hebrews chapter 10. The old, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again. Somebody say again and again. Yeah. All right. And again. There we go. Year after year. But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. 
if they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifice would have stopped. For the worshipers would have been per excuse me, purified once for all times, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. Let's keep on going, Tim. You got me? Alright? But instead, their sacrifice actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will. Oh, God has written about me in the scriptures. He was going to say, says, First, Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they were required by the law of Moses. Then he said, Here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Somebody say amen. Now let's take a little minute here and unpack a few things. So what they're doing, they're, they're comparing the Old Testament to the New Testament. In the Old Testament, once a year, the Day of Atonement, and the Hebrew word for atonement actually means to cover. Okay, I want you to think about cover. So what would happen is the people would come to bring a sacrifice for their sins. And, and that would have to be spotless, a bull, a goat, a lamb. And not only that, they would bring it to the high priest that was only able to enter in once a year to the holies of holies. Okay? So not only that, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 9.22, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. The life is in the blood. Now, I know I didn't grow up in church. I've talk, talked about that before. You know, once when I was five and once when I was 30. So when I would ride by and see something saved by the blood of the Lamb, I'm like, what are they doing in there? Right? I'm just being honest. I mean, I didn't know. And a lot of us still don't understand all of that. And that's okay. So today, we're going to break this thing down because I want this to be freeing for you to know what God's done for you. So we're looking at this. And well, why did the blood have to be shed? Well, we just read in the, in the scripture, he says, hey, that's, that's, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. A life for a life. Amen. So let's take a look at this. So each year, they would bring that sacrifice and be reminded of the sin, the shame, and the guilt, and bring it to the, to the tabernacle. The high priest would sacrifice the animal. And then and I read this in tradition, too. This is kind of interesting. They would say that they would tie a rope around the high priest's leg and put a bell on it. So when he would enter in, they could still hear him walking. Because if, if things weren't just right, if he didn't do everything by the letter of the law, man, he could be taken out. So there, the, the tradition said that if something happened, they could pull him back out. Okay. So regardless of that, I want you to see how strict it was, how perfect it had to be, right? So I want you to see that. I want you to say, man, I just can't live up to that. You're right. But Jesus could. Amen. Aren't you glad? So we look at that. So regardless of how you get a glimpse of it, you see how serious the whole thing is. And don't forget this. It was always a reminder that it just covered the sin. So to help you guys get a better picture of that, I'm going to use our stunt double here, Mr. Tim. All right? Let's take a look at this. Now, each year, put your hands together with Tim. He never knows what's going to happen. Okay. Now, each year, he would have to come. I might even need some help over there. Each year, he would have to come. And he would come once a year, and he would take and get his sacrifice, and he'd have the weight of that sin on him, right? The weight of that sin. We'll go ahead and use this one first. So come on out here so they can see you, man. And he's a big, strong, strapping man. But look at this. The weight of sin will start wearing you down. But first, but first, take a look at this. 
So he would come, and he would come up to the high priest. He would bring the offering, right? The high priest would prepare the offering. He would go into the Holy of Holies, shed in the blood, offer it as an atonement. What? A covering. That's something out of the covering. I want you guys to see this. So this is what happens. It's just a covering. Each year. So, he comes up. He turns this way here. He goes to the tabernacle. And then he leaves again. And guess what? Still weighted down by sin. Still weighted down by shame. Still weighted down by guilt. There was only cover. That's the Old Testament, ready? So guess what happens next year? Come on down! So guess what? He comes back and got new sin. Oh yeah, new sin. Yeah, oh, it's the sin will weigh you down, won't it? Here you go. Filling him up. Filling up again. And so he comes and brings another sacrifice, which only does what? Everybody said, covers. Goes before the... Covenant. There we go. And so it's only a covering. Again. Covering. Yes. Covering. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So back and forth over and over, time after time after time after time. I want you guys to see that. You said, man, well, that's kind of silly. But look at the weight of the sin. Look how bulky it is. Look at how, how is it going to move freely? How is it going to do that? We're just seeing that in the natural. What do you think is going on in his heart? He's always reminded of his sin. Matter of fact, that's why I put it on the front. Because it's before him. He's feeling like, well, I can't, I can't come before God. Because my sin, my sin. And what actually happens is, it keeps us more sin conscious than it does of God conscious. Amen? This is going to be free. I'm telling you, man, last night when I was preaching to the couch, I was throwing it down. And I was saying, God, you're so good. I want people to see how good you are. So look at this. Then Jesus came, amen? Now, what did it say? He's what? The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You see how this started working out? Let's go back a little bit. What would actually happen symbolically? You doing all right, everybody? Okay, good. I know the way to sin will put us down. But what was happening symbolically? The people were bringing their offering and, and symbolically transferring their sins onto the Lamb. They would take that and slay the Lamb, and then the blood would purify or cover their sins until the next year. But guess what? It didn't. It didn't. Fix it. It didn't take away the guilt. It didn't take away the shame. I know I'm repeating it because you know why? We need to hear it. We need to hear this. So guess what? Jesus comes as the perfect sacrifice. Right? Once and for all. Amen? And then he sheds his blood. Do you see why the blood's important now? He shed his blood, the perfect sacrifice. Right? Once and for all. Come on over here. And see what happens is when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done, all that sin was put on Jesus. All the weight of that sin was put on Jesus at the cross. All the covering, all the secrets, all the this, that, and the other thing that binds us from wanting to come to the Lord has been freed up and laid at the foot of the cross. And guess what? We've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and one of our testimonies. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. That's just a little illustration to show you just how much God loves you. And I got scripture upon scripture to share with you guys today. And so if somebody was to ask you what's right with you, I'd say, well, his sacrifice is what's right with me. All right, let's take a look at that. Y'all ready? The Lord showed me this. He broke out three pieces when I was studying this week. All right. And we look at this, and I want to take the scripture and unpack it a little bit. The purpose. The purpose, right? Hebrews 10, 6. You are not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will. 
Okay, what does that mean, buddy? What are you talking about? You can see very, from the very beginning, it was the will of the Father to send Jesus Christ for me and you. Amen? It wasn't an afterthought, but it was the very purpose of Christ coming to earth. I thought about this too. I mean, perfect sacrifice, right? You'll hear people from time to time, and they'll argue, oh my goodness, who killed Jesus? The Romans, the Jews, the this. Uh, you look in the mirror. Our sin is what put him on there. Amen? He willingly came. I want you to see that. He willingly came and laid down his life to make it personal. For you, for you, for you, for me. You know what? But you know what? You can have it right here in your head and never let it drop in by faith. But we're going to get there. But aren't you glad that now when we look to the cross, we don't have to look at all this because it's already been taken care of. And you know, somebody tell me what happened on the third day. Amen? He rose, right? He rose. We serve a living Loving, forgiving God. Amen? That's what I want you to see today. Well, what else? We talked about the perfection. See, think about this. Let's go back to the Old Testament. When they brought that sacrifice, what were they looking at? They were looking at the perfection of the, the sacrifice. It was about the sacrifice. Hear it again. It was about the sacrifice. Right? How much more was Jesus the perfect sacrifice? Come on now. Look at this here. Let's take a look at here. Hebrews 10, 9 says, Then he said, Here I am. I am come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. He's talking about the old covenant being fulfilled in the new covenant. From law to grace. Let's keep on rolling here. For God's will, for God's will was for us to be, what? Made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. What did he say after that? Once and for all. Somebody say Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me last night. On Saturday nights, man, God just started really bringing this thing around. And I kept reading this over, and I read all the passages, and I cross-referenced the passages, and I prayed, and I looked, and I was in Leviticus, and I was back and forth, and, and looking at things, and I was like, and he's always saying that the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of the New. All right? Now, I'm a simple guy, so I've got to break it down. And this is what he was showing me. He said, what happens... When the sunlight comes into a shady area, in a shadow area, you know, a dark area. I said, the darkness flees. He said, that's right. When my son came on the scene, he chased away the darkness of sin. And his great glory, the sun himself, the sun with the light of the Lord, pushed all that away. And I thought, wow, I can see that. So the foreshadowing was moved back by the grace and the holiness and the, and the awesome light of God's truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ and grace and pushed that away so me and you can be forgiven. Amen? That's a powerful truth of the Lord. Well, let's take a look at this. Again, I, I put this down here. I want to go back. It was the uh, perfection of the, the sacrifice. All right? Jesus left nothing undone. Let me hear Jesus left nothing undone. Amen? Nothing for you to fix. Nothing for you to qualify in. Nothing for you to help with. Nothing to, for you, ready for this, to maintain. Right? Any of that, everything, nothing to worry about. Remember the first thing I said? Does that mean live any way you want? Does that mean, okay, uh, anything, that's not what I'm saying. I want you to see, what I'm talking about here, I'm taking a lot of time with this. I want you to see the perfection of what Jesus Christ did. So you can live a free life when you give your life to the Lord. Then, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Not only do you receive Him in your life, 
He becomes your life. And as He is your life, we will walk in the light of that. Amen? Does that make sense? That's what I want us to see here. I don't want anybody mixed up on this at all. That's why I want to take some time here. Well, look at this. And you guys know this one of my favorite Bible verses. You hear it all the time. So we got to make it personal, right? How do we make it personal? Ephesians 2, 8, 9 tells us this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. Amen? It's not our, it's not our own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. It's a gift. It's the most precious gift ever given. It's the greatest gift expressed by his great love for you. You gotta make it personal. You gotta make it personal. So what does this mean today? What is that? You know, what, what's this good news? What it's all about? What's, what's in the box? All right, so to speak. If you got a package you want to open up, well, let's take a look at this and look at some of the things, just a few things that come with the gift of his sacrifice. Amen. Great love, man. This is so good. All right. Well, first off, what's right with us is his righteousness. I say this all the time. People say, buddy, if you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. I go, absolutely. I tell you this all the time. Because well, you, you're a preacher, right? No, that's not why I'm going to heaven. But, well, you're a pretty nice guy. No, that's not why I'm going to heaven. Um, well, why? Because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be standing there, and you're not going to be standing there as believers in your own righteousness. He said, that was filthy rash. We're going to be standing in the, in the righteousness of Christ. Get that in your spirit. It will be freeing to you. Amen? Let's give you some word on that, right? Always go to God's word. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says this. He said, He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Whose righteousness is imputed to us? God's. Christ. Amen. Absolutely. Take a look at that. Man. Look at this. Psalm 111.3. He says this. Everything he does reveals his glory and his majesty, right? His righteousness never fails. You know what? I had a guy, good, good Christian brother, loved the Lord and everything. And when I, uh, uh, the Lord was pulling on my heart, it just came to me. Just, it's funny how God just pops into my mind. And I worked with this guy, and, and, and he was a straight up guy, and I really appreciate it. And I still work with him from time to time. But we worked day in, day out. Day in, day out. He would ask me questions. I would ask him questions. He would talk about serving the Lord and everything like that. And I said, uh, I said, well, hey, bro. I said, uh, you know, you're really serving in, in, in you know, the church and everything. I said, you think God's calling you to do, maybe be a deacon or one of the leaders and all that? And immediately he said, oh, no. I said, what do you, what do you mean? I said, you love the Lord. He said, yes, I do. He said, man. He said, I can't live up to that. Whoa. I said, what do you mean? He said, man, I, I, you know, I, I just couldn't do that. I understand that we're accountable as leaders and things like that. I understand that. But I wanted him, and I want you to understand, he was qualified at the cross, amen? And he was walking with the Lord, everything else. But he was still thinking, his brain was still tied up in the Old Testament. Instead of going and receiving that gift and walking in, hey, I'm made right with Christ. Because of what Christ has done. You see what I'm saying? See, we will keep that, that little wedge in between us and say, well, I, you know, I need to do better. Remember we talked about the Christian conduct and all this and all these different things? What did we say? That's a result of salvation, absolutely. But it doesn't maintain your salvation. Who maintains your salvation? The Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work of the cross. All right? So take a look at this. 
I thought about that. And you know what? I still think about that sometimes. Because I always say when I come up here, man, I was like, man, every week, every day, Lord, you know what? God, you got to go before me. Right? And I thought about this, and Mike can probably remember this. Um, one of my favorite Christian rock bands is a band called Third Day. And we went to a concert, and we used to go all the time, and they had a video, and, they, and it, it was called Wire. You remember that, that, that series? And I was like, Wire? Wire? And I don't know all the words. Mike can sing it to you afterwards. And he goes, what if that's it? So what it was, and they were showing, he was singing this song. And he felt like he was put on a wire. And he was walking like this. And they showed the old guy walking, you know, the old time guys walking on the, on the wire like this. And he says, what if I slip? Will they catch me or just watch me fall? See, that's what happens a lot of times. Guess what? As Christians, we still fall sometimes. But are we going to be the ones who come alongside and say, yeah, we don't agree with that? But we agree with what God did. And we want to restore you. We want to help you. We want to walk in that. And see, let me tell you, through the week, I saw a lot of things with different friends and different things going on. And I tell you what, I say it all the time. Man, we want grace with our hands in the cookie jar. But if it's your cookie jar, you want their arm. What's up with that? Right? Isn't that true? Don't, why don't we want to give the same grace to him or her or anybody else? That God gives us. Amen. God's got to help us do that. Amen. Holy Spirit's got to help us forgive in those areas. I understand that. And it takes time to rebuild trust. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you what. God's forgiveness is for everybody. Because he said it's finished once and for all. Amen. Anybody need some of that? Amen. I'll take the whole boat load. Right? Absolutely. But see, a lot of times people say, well, they don't even act like this. They act like nothing happened. What are you supposed to act like? You're supposed to turn from that and move back and get in the game. But see, man wants to continue to impute other things. Well, you know what? This guy goes to jail. He's been there for this long. But he come out. But you know what? I think he ought to go back. Okay? Remember what I always say. When we forgive somebody, it does not mean that we agree with the offense. But we agree that God is not, uh, that God is going to take, and my prayer is for any of us when we miss the mark, that God, we go to seek the Lord, and the Lord is going to take what he's done and apply it to our life. And the power and the redemption of God's grace and his mercy will come through. And guess what? God gets the glory. I'm going to tell you what. Anybody, you ever seen somebody that's been through something and, and the Lord get a hold of them? They get excited. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about people in my neighborhood that got saved? Because we were bad, Jeff. Right? But everybody is, right? But I think when God came on the scene, we realized, oh my gosh, that was not good. And we get excited about that. Do you get excited about sharing your faith? Do you get excited about what God's done? I do because I know how much he's forgiven me day after day after day. It's not a one-time deal. Listen close. Salvation is a one-time deal. But that forgiveness he gave, he forgave your sin last week, today, and forever. He says, I separate your sin as far as the east is from the west. This is freeing somebody. I know it does me. Because I want you to hear about the power of Jesus Christ's blood. I want you to hear about the, the perfect sacrifice. I want you to know about, hey, his righteousness is what's imputed to us. Amen? Well, I've got a few things I want to share with you. I was looking around. I thought, this is great. I said, righteousness is not about the right conduct, although that should be what comes out of our relationship. I want you to understand that, right? But it's a gift from God through Jesus. And since it is a gift, we cannot earn it by keeping the law. Right? Remember when Tim was coming up here? He used to bring it back year after year. The weight of that sin, year after year after year. All right? Now, this is what happens so many times. 
Sometimes this is in here. But some of us think, within the church now, that there are different classes of righteousness. You ever seen that? Listen to this. It's like, kind of like sitting on an airplane. You've got the economy righteousness. You've got the business class righteousness. you got, you know, you, you got the first class righteousness. I didn't see that in the Bible anywhere, do you? But people will act like that. But I'm going to tell you what. When you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, when you've asked Him to forgive you of your sin, it's past, present, and future. And that's the Holy Spirit, right, to help you walk that out each day. And when we miss the mark, let's go back and say, Lord, you know what? I need you to help me in this area. Help me. Because you know what? He says you've got first-class righteousness. Now, you know this too, and I, I don't know if i got it in the slide, but I'm going to do it tell you twice, okay? We know that we can come boldly to the throne of God. We whine. What happened to the high priest? Only one guy, once a year, he had to do his own purification everything just to get into the Holy of Holy where the presence of God was in that tabernacle. But the Bible says, through the shed blood, once and for all, the, the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you and me and anybody who's called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ can come boldly into the throne of grace. Somebody say amen on that, okay? Somebody, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because, man, when you start realizing that, that I can come in, to, to the throne of grace. I can be in the presence of God, not because of anything I've done, not because of anything I haven't done. Let me tell you, God is so perfect. Listen to this. The Bible says it's sin when you know what to do and you don't do it. Right? That's how perfect he is. Now let's roll over here. But how perfect was this? Amen? How perfect was this? Absolutely perfect. You have first class righteousness in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Somebody give it a little hand clap on that. Let's keep on going. My goodness. I got my notes everywhere over here. I ain't even looked at them. Man, I'm just done with what the Lord's showing me. Whew. What did I say here? I'll put it this way. I wanted to write. I said, be sure you say this. I said, I'm not telling you for one minute to live a life any less than God's called you to. Right? And what the Bible speaks of. I'm telling you to live it in the freeing power of God's grace, righteousness that's supplied through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? I want you to live in the fullness of that. People say, why do you get excited? Do you ever get a down day? Every now and then. Every now and then. But then I have to go back and look at this. Well, wait a minute. Because I'll tell you what, you look in the mirror and say, man, I've missed it. Oh, I've done that. I said, man, I should have responded different. You know? All these things. But you know what? Take your life in little blocks at a time. And, and just dedicate to the Lord each day. And say, Lord, help me with this. Help me with this situation. Help me with this. Help me with forgiveness. Help me with, with whatever's going on. Help me to forgive myself. Help me to forgive others. Help me to apply the blood of Christ to my life. It's already been done. The biggest thing that stops it is right here. Battle for the, for the mind right there. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how do we get a hold of this gift? One other thing I'll share with you, though. Thought for the day. You ready for the thought for the day? God only gives first class righteousness which we receive as a gift of Jesus Christ. How many got first class righteousness today? Ought to see hands everywhere. Because you know what? And I, I do this every now and then to ask people. I say, how many saints we got in here? And you get like, right? How many saints we got in here today? And everybody goes, ah, man, I argue with my wife on the way here. You know? Oh, man, I got into it. Ah, amen. But you know what? I fix that. We take two cars. <laughs> but you know what? What's it based on? The righteousness of Christ. 
When I say, are you a sinner? I'm asking you basically, I'm not, excuse me, that you're a saint. I'm basically asking you, have you put your faith in Christ? Have you received that? Because if you have, the Bible says that you've been set into the family. You're sealed with his spirit, right? You're a child of God. See, we think saints, somebody's perfect. They got the clothes, they got this. No, no. What's happening is we have the robe of righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without spot. Without spot. You know? I was something yesterday, I was working on something, and then he said, What do you got on your clothes? I was like, I thought surely it was food. Because usually, usually she's like, Did you have a chili dog today? I said, What? Did you have pizza today? I'm just a slob sometimes. But see, when God looks at my life, <laughs> Just love him through it, Grandma. All right, but what happens is when God looks at your life, He doesn't see the dust and, and, and the sin and all those things anymore. He sees the blood of Christ that takes away sin in the world. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's keep on going. How do we get a hold of that? Just like this right here. By our faith. I got a lot of scriptures, so get them pencils cranked. Ready? It's going to bless you. Put it on your mirror in the bathroom and read it to yourself every day. All right, take a look at this. So, Romans 3.28. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Amen. Ready? Let's keep it rolling. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified, justified means just as if we never sinned, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody like peace? I didn't even know I, didn't even know I needed peace. When you're a kid, and I think about peace. You know, maybe some, some family said, I was very blessed. That is cool. You know, my rain show. It's all right. Dad followed along, and we just went with it, right? And so that was peace. Now, when you start trying to take the wheel, that's not peace. That's rocky, right? But you know what? It's nice to have peace in your life. You know, we're not worried about this. We're not worried about that. Think about that. You know, you see little kids running out there. They're running around, chasing a butterfly and all this. They're not thinking about, man, the house payments do. Man, I hope we got enough snuggies, you know? They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking... They're just rolling. And see, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be living free so that we can live for Him in the community, in the world, in our families. See, people see you at work and they say, well, what's going on in your office? I don't know, man. What's happening? I always like to ask this on Monday. I say, hey, man. I said, what was the message on Monday? What was the message Sunday? And some people, I don't know. It ain't even 24 hours. How are they going to apply this if they don't know what it is? And then they ask me, and I go, I know it was close to this. You know, I realize we get dizzy and stuff. I always tell them this. If they try to get me, I say, it's about Jesus. They say, you always say that. I say, because it's always about Jesus. That's the answer. I don't care where you're at. You can still get to the cross. It's about Jesus. Amen. Well, let's keep going. So we're justified. By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody feel better about this stuff today? Because I'm telling you what's right with you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's keep going. Jeremiah. 17.7 But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. It's a difference between well I hope so and I know so. I know so based on the cross. I know so based on an empty tomb and a risen Savior. Amen? I want you all to know that. Well let's take a look at this. 1 Corinthians 1.30 It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Wisdom. You can have a lot of knowledge. You can go to the library, and there's a lot of books with knowledge. 
But when the Lord showed me, the practical application of that knowledge is actually wisdom working out in your life. Amen? In other words, it's filtered through with God showing you through the Holy Spirit and applying it in our life day after day. Anybody ready for a story? Somebody say amen. Amen, amen Jesse. Yeah, bring it on. I was reading an article this week and I said, oh my gosh, that's just like me. Guy comes home and he's doing a few things and he takes his keys and his wallet and his sunglasses and all that stuff and he sets them in, on the table. Next day he gets up, gets everything, gets ready to go. Hey, baby, did you see my sunglasses? This ever happened to y'all? <laughs> did you move my sunglasses? I know you were dusting in here. His wife calls up from another room. I didn't touch your sunglasses, huh? So, as guys, you walk all the way around and you go and look at the same place three times like it's going to show up, right? Why don't we do that? We just keep going back. And he's thinking, I know she I know she moved now. Right, let me just come clean. We got a place on, on at, at home at our kitchen bar. Man, let me tell you, things disappear from there. If you put something down there, you better duct tape it or say, please do not, because it will be gone. Amen. Amen. See, I knew this was going to be. I knew this was going to I was like, why? Why? And, and guess what? It'll stay there two days, and the day you need it, that's a side note. But anyway, pray for us. So anyway. The guy goes on and goes, hey, baby, um, I know she moved my sunglasses. I know you moved my sunglasses, right? And she said, now he's selling in this article. He says, he knows it's time to back off. She goes, I didn't move your sunglasses. <laughs> time to buy some new sunglasses. I was like, she said, oh, I'm just going to look in the bathroom. So he goes in the bathroom. He goes through there. He's still not in here. And as he gets ready to go back by, he looks in the mirror. Guess where they're at? On top of his head, Amen. Huh? How many screwdrivers do you have in your back pocket, Grace? Look at them over all over the place. And then you find them when you get in your leather seat in your car. Oh, my goodness. Right? So he goes back and he says, hey, I found them. And he said, thank God she didn't ask where. Amen. Why do you share that story? Because you know what? Many of us walk around with the righteousness of God on our heads and never realizing that we've already got it. We try to earn it. We try to do better. We try to make it fit. We try to give more, do more, all these different things to gain the righteousness. But the truth is, we're already crowned with the righteousness of God. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Now, i got to tell you something else. I told Grace, I want to tell you, but i got to tell you a new song. I had a real-life situation happen to me yesterday, but it wasn't with these. The night before, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and Denise said, Hi. Did you, you, did you put any lotion on your face? I'm like, no. I mean, I got this man out there and she's, I can hear you scrubbing your face in there. I mean, clean. Evidently, you're not supposed to do that or you'll have a face like this. <laughs> she said, honey, you, you ought to put some of that lotion on your face. She said, when we get a little, she's so kind. When we get a little bit older, we need moisture. I said, what? She said, baby, you got a face like a gator. <laughs> she said, you got gator skin. I was like, okay, honey. Sometimes you gotta love you here. You're part gay. So I go out. Amen. So I go and I say, no problem. You know, I want to look good for my baby. So she gives me this, this, this little cream. I see how she does. She does like this. And she leaves. I'm thinking, if a little's good, more is better. I got this. I mean, I got a crack in my forehead at this. I mean, I'm packing this baby. I'm doing this, I got a lot of rain, and instead of crow feet, man, I got buzzard feet. I'm, 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 she said, so I get in bed, 
I'm going, well, I guess I'll just look good tomorrow, but I can't go to sleep now. Wow. So I get in the shower, man, I get all washed up. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just going, man, this beauty stuff is tough work. You know? So I go, and I, I usually do my banking on Saturday. So I go to the credit union, and I'm looking, and my eyes are burning, man. And everything I'm thinking, at first I told her, I said, you know, I need to go back and get my glasses checked. I mean, you know, I probably should be saying you know. So I'm going in there, right? And I'm going, I still feel a little patchy, man. And, and I'm going to the girls, I always say, hey, Mr. Tavern, I'm doing good. And she, I tell her what I want to do, and I look down for a second. I go, oh my God, I'm a millionaire. Because I see all these zeros and stuff. Boy. And I was like, man, so long, you know, that's it. You know, I'm looking at it. I go, oh no, that's not it. And uh, so she said, are you all right? She said, are you a little sleepy this morning? I said, and you know, guys can't shut up. I should have just said, yeah, I'm okay. I go, I know what it is. And <laughs> I said, it's that beauty cream I put on my face, my white baby. I said, I can't even see straight. And another lady full of wisdom said, honey, that's probably why they call it beauty cream, because it'll mess your eyesight so bad. <laughs> you don't know how many wrinkles you got. I said, that's a good word. Isn't that something? But I'm going to tell you, I had that all packed on here all day. I'm going down the road going like this. I'm thinking, don't drive the motorcycle tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, you know, what does that have to do? See, a lot of times we're, we're packing stuff on and smearing it around and everything else to do this, and I think it's ready to look the best, all right? But I just can't take it. It's too brutal for me. But see, a lot of times we want to get all printed up and we want to do this, but we also, but we already have everything we need in Christ. Amen? You know? And so I, I just thought I'd share that, and the Lord said, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how this works, right? So many times we try to add on to God's perfection. And many times we try to, to just, I don't know, look at, at what we can do to make things better. And I think it's great that we take care of ourselves. And I'm not saying that. But it just showed me how, you know, wow, God, I'm already covered in your righteousness. I'm already covered. And when you see me, Lord, you see me as whole. You see me as full. You see me as beautiful. Amen. And I know she does too. Just don't get the new glasses. But you know what? You can have fun with the Lord. You can be yourself with the Lord. He'll take you where you are as the Lord. Amen? So I, I want us to be able to take courage of what God's done for us. I want us to be able to take courage and, 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 and hold on to what God's done for us in our life. Amen? And, and I look at this, I say, man, you know, the Lord delights in those who put their faith in his unfailing love. The Bible tells us it's impossible to please God without faith. What must we do to be saved? What must we do? But how do I get that peace? How do I do that? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You call on the name of Jesus. But what are, am I going to clean up first? I sure hope through everything I talked about today, you know, you're not going to get cleaned up enough. Not going to be pretty enough. Not going to be smart enough. Any of those things to qualify that. God qualifies you right where you are, right the way you are. He made you the way you are. And he said, you're a masterpiece. Amen. So I want, now that we understand the difference between the old, right, Testament, and what all that was done in that sacrifice was a foreshadowing of what Christ did in one sweep. Man, death, burial, resurrection, right? So I want you to grab hold of that. I want you to understand what's right with you is God's righteousness is your righteousness when you call on the name of the Lord. Amen. I want you to understand that, you know what, that his sacrifice was perfect. And I want to give you a few things here. And as we go through this, I want you, this is what I'd like you guys to do. I want to read like Romans 8, 1 and 2, and then I want to hear you guys read the verse right there, right? So I kind of condense them down. So if I say Romans 8, 1 and 2, and everybody says, I am free forever from condemnation. That's good stuff. 
Romans 8, 28. I'm assured that all things work together. Oh, y'all got to get more excited than that. Come on now. Romans 8, 35 through 39. I cannot be separated from the love of God. I want you to hear that. You cannot be separated from the love of God. I cannot be separated from the love of God. See, that's what you might just need to repeat that a few times. Right? And it's not because anything else other than that right there, the cross. Amen? Let's keep going. 2 Corinthians 1, uh, 21 and 22. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. Do you know that? You're sealed by God. How many saints we got in here? Uh-huh. We're hearing that, right? You getting this? I'm going to drive it home. Philippians 1, 6. I am confident that the good work God has begun in me will be here. Amen. God is doing the work. God has done the work. He has made the way. And lastly, we have 2 Timothy 1.7. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. I hope today that through the message, through some of the stories that you see what God has done for you. I want you to see that God's sacrifice to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's right with us. That's what's going on. And if you're sitting here today and you say, man, you know, when you, when you ask me, am I a saint? I was just being honest. I don't feel like a saint. Uh, you know, I still miss the mark and all that. Well, guess what? We all miss the mark. What I'm asking you is that. Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? That's what I'm asking. And if you have... You can come boldly on the throne of grace for what Jesus Christ has done for each of us. So with all heads bowed and, and eyes closed, I'm going to ask you that, making it personal today. If you were to die today, if you were to die right now, do you know 100% that you go to heaven? You might say, well, buddy, I hope so. I don't want you to hope so. I want you to know so. And this is how you know so. You put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever called on the name of Jesus? I've talked to people who say, yeah, I have, but. Yeah, I have, but, and I did this, and I need to do better. No, I want you to hear what I'm saying right now. Today, this right here, right now, it's not by chance that you're here on this day, at this time, for this message. It's for you. You've been praying for all week. You said, you didn't know I was coming. You're right, but God did, and we pray for everybody that comes in and out of that door. And everybody that will be hearing this on the, on the message there, online later today. So let me ask you a question. Today, will you call on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of your sin? If that's you, just look up here. Nobody's going to come over Yeah, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for you. Just ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you. He'll do it right here, right now. If you're here today and you're carrying the weight of that sin, you're carrying the weight of that shame, leave it all behind, amen? Because the Lord Jesus Christ has made a way for you through the death, burial, and resurrection of let me tell you, that's the peace that passes all understanding. If that's you today, I just want to pray for each and every one of us. Because it sure is me. You know what, Lord? Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, that we're secure in you. And, Lord, that your grace is amazing. And each one here said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.